0: This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy.
1: Hi, this is Lucy. I'm out at Warner Brothers' studio today. It's the only way I can catch up with my friend Vivian. Vivian Vance, you know, from The Lucy Show. And if any background noises you might hear out here, I want you to know that it's from a big uh, movie set where they're shooting The Great Race with Tony Curtis and Keenan Wynn and Vivian Vance and uh, Arthur O'Connell, Natalie Wood, and uh, Peter Falk, Jack Lemmon. So this is a pretty exciting set and I'm just hoping that we can get a little gab fest going here and be able to hear ourselves. You know, I feel very fortunate having caught up with you finally. Once we took that little hiatus from our Lucy show, you just flew the coop. You went away to Connecticut like a homing pigeon. And I guess nothing less than the great race here at Warner's would get you back at this time of year, right? That's right. Connecticut must be divine right now. I miss the change of seasons. I envy you that house, you know that. Now, through the years, Vivian, hundreds and hundreds of letters from our fans that want to know if you and I are really good friends off the screen as well as on. And I think this happens to be the perfect medium for answering that question.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen of Lucy's radio audience, we are good friends off and on the screen. I think uh, it would be impossible, when you come to think about it, and how many years you've seen us working together on television, I don't think it's possible for people who aren't good friends to work this long. Do you really, Lucille? I I couldn't do it. I think that they find it hard to believe uh, that
1: we can really honestly uh, say that we like each other as much as you and I do but I think that's because they're not aware of the respect that we have for each other not just in our work but as women
0: and in our work I think both ways Lucy I think that it's uh, there is no love without respect that I have found out that's something that's absolutely true unless one respects one one cannot really love them and uh, I think our mutual respect Uh, for each other in the beginning, before we knew each other well, Lucy. Mm -hmm. I think respect came before love, don't you, dear? Oh, yes. Uh, I know I respected your work so, and the way you worked, and learned so much from you as I was working. Uh, We know each other's quirks, we know each other's sensitive points, sensitive uh, parts, uh, what not to say, what to say, which people should learn. I think that
1: from the beginning we have approved of each other and that's so important that's right i have approved of you since the day i la- set eyes on you and you know you were hired without my seeing
0: you remember i know i've often wondered miss ball <laughs> had, <I> had seen <laughs> you seen me first i've often wondered but one can never say what would have happened if you know well i, 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 I never bother. so long as it's worked out successfully i don't ever believe in going back and saying would it have been different if in life uh, the same way i feel
1: the uh the one thing that you and I agreed on early is that a regiment since such as ours and working together for years, on a series, on a long, long series, actually we've covered about 14 years, from the very beginning we have been uh, aware that it took a knowledge of how to keep it workable and happy and instinctively, I think you and I have always known how to do that uh, because it was not, for instance, unlike a marital setup. I think people in show business will understand what I'm talking about. Anybody connected with a series would agree that it is not unlike a marriage. and You have to use the same principles or you're in for an unhappy run. You know, you must genuinely like your partners and, and in general approve of them and show it. That's something you and I have always insisted upon on our set is communication. We have uh,
0: encouraged everyone around us to speak up, haven't we? It's the most amazing set. I've told this to so many people. The most important thing in the world is the job that you're doing at the time. And I find on some sets they don't even discuss it. Nor is one allowed to have an opinion. And our opinions are loud and strong. I think the other thing we've also been willing to admit we're wrong, if it, it's if it's proven by somebody else that yes, we're so wrong we about a certain. We don't, don't sulk about that's it. it. We that's, just it. Say that's, that's it. That's, that's right. it. That's it. All right. I'm
1: wrong. I've heard you say so many times. That's it. I'm wrong. And. Uh, I hope I've said it as often as you have because I think I've been wrong more often than you have. Oh. So, yes, I've, I've always been very well aware that you are a, a very valuable show doctor. So I have relied upon you all these years. What you really think about a scene I listen to, and I very seldom disagree with you because you're usually right. One of the things that, uh, that we have known about each other is that, um, that we should respect each other's privacy. Which we have done. As close as we've been, when it came to the real private things, they rested in the
0: corner until each one felt like talking about Ready to talk. And I think that if people in marriage, uh, in families, in schools, in any group, if one would learn to respect the privacy of the other person, uh, I know lots of people willing to go along with you when you're happy but they really are not willing to go along with you when you're unhappy or you're having troubles. You and I have been through a lot together. We've been through a lot, Lucille. That's another thing, I think, that's drawn us even closer through the years rather than the long association driving us apart. Something was always happening to us in our own private lives. Lots of it good and some of it not so good. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: before we wind up our conversation today or tomorrow, uh, we'll talk about both. A, That's a good bit, idea. A little bit about the bad and a lot about the good. Okay. hmm We were talking about how we have managed to get along all these years, and how important we found it to uh, set the example. We have about a hundred people on our set uh, daily, and we have worked with them for about fourteen years. And I think it's uh, because we were aware that the way we acted, they would follow. And I think Viv, you'll agree that we have been cognizant of that right along and the example that we set would mean a happy or an unhappy set
0: do you remember lucy when somebody came and told us that through the years something happened that we didn't know about that it took them a long time to catch on to the fact that sometimes we were yelling at each other in your in your room and we were rehearsing lines (laughs) and rehearsing a scene and they said the whole set got so quiet (laughs) they were so afraid we were having a fight remember Yes. and we didn't even know that it bothered them out front yeah
1: we've had uh a very unusual run, Vivian. Uh, I don't mean the length of our run, but the length of our friendship and the way we've managed. We've only been angry at each other about three times in 14
0: years, isn't that right? Like children. Yeah. We got angry like children and made up like human beings and adults, but we got angry like children and both almost killed both of us. <laughs> you walked one way,
1: I walked the other. We went outside the stage. Everybody got very quiet, and we went outside. The
0: doors slammed, and we fell into
1: each other's arms and came back crying. Crying like mad. Over some
0: silly, stupid, thing I don't even remember what it was now
1: (laughs) no I can't remember what any of them were but the you know the only parts that were difficult for us is when you were unhappy and I was unhappy and we were facing big crises in our lives and it was very difficult for everybody then but we both went
0: through it at the same time Lucy did you stop to think how Mm -hmm. really fortunate for the two of us because we did have to go on the set and we did have to work and we did have to get that show on film I think our work was good for us at the time don't you saved my life yeah
1: the, uh, the the wonderful, happy way our lives have turned out, I tell you, uh, it's unbelievable, but thank God, I just can't
0: believe the, how happy you are
1: and how happy I am these days.
0: I look at us now sitting and laughing most of the time. Most of the time mm-hmm. we're laughing and gay and happy. We both look better, Lucy. I know people say that to yes. you. What have you sure. done? Have you done something to your face? Yeah. You know.
1: I say yes, I found someone I love, who understands uh, what a home is for, and... We enjoy our home and we enjoy each other's company. I have someone to talk to, someone to confide in, and someone to live for and share things with. And that's why my face looks better. I know that. Well,
0: I can say that old-fashioned ditto to that. Hey,
1: uh, time's up for now. Uh, See you tomorrow, huh, Viv? Okay. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. Today again, I have Vivian Vance, my adorable Ethel Mertz, my adorable Vivian Bagley. In case you didn't hear us when we mentioned it yesterday, we are out at Warner Brothers Studio on the set of The Great Race with Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, Keenan Wynn, Arthur O'Connell, Natalie Wood, Vivian Vance, Peter Falk, and a cast of thousands and also several hundred old cars. What is this, Viv, a period piece?
0: It really was a race. In 1908, there was a race around the world with the cars that were uh, built at that time. I think you were born for that era. The way you look in these clothes is unbelievable. I thought you were going to say you thought I was born in that era and we were (laughs) gonna have one of those famous fights.
1: (laughs) Ah! (laughs) I don't know when you were born and I'm never going to find out. I don't care.
0: Let's don't know, Lucy.
1: Viv, some of the hundreds of letters I've been getting recently concerning you want to know about John. Uh, my husband
0: just left. I was hoping he'd be here when you came in today, but he had an appointment. He came out from Connecticut to stay with me this week while I'm doing the picture because we hate to be separated, as you well know. First of all, his name is John Dodds, and he is a publisher, and his office is in New York City. It's really a literary agency. Oh, it's, it's not called a publishing? Office? No, it's Macintosh, McKee, and Dodds, but in the beginning... When I first married John, he was in the publishing business. Oh, that shows he, how little I get to talk well, to you, Well, we don't you, get girl. to talk on the set. We <laughs> might sit here and tell, all, uh, learn about each other. But he has a literary agency, and all my life I've had my nose buried in a book. So marrying into the book business has been great for me. Because, I know. Uh, it's one, is one is of the things of that attracted and, you to John, yes. wasn't it? And he enjoys
1: your home, too, as much as you want a home enjoyed. You're quite a homemaker, Roberta. Yes, I am, Lucille. And why do you dote on Mexican cooking? I never did really find out. Because of the time you spent
0: in Albuquerque? In New Mexico. I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, you know. And I had a small ranch outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I knew lots of good Mexican cooks. They taught me how to cook Mexican food.
1: You have become one of the finest. uh, This side of Edith Head, you know, Edith Head. uh, Does she
0: do Mexican food, too? Oh, she
1: is sensational. Tell me, Viv, what are you going to do on your time
0: off? I'm going to stay right at home. You are really? Mm -hmm. I'm going to Boston. My husband is doing a lecture at Radcliffe. uh, And I'm going up and hear him do the lecture, watch him work. And uh, we're staying over and having dinner with the people from Radcliffe. That's about the only thing. Oh, I know. We're going to Nantucket for the first time. I've never been to Nantucket. We have friends who have houses there, and so we're going to go up there for two. Have you ever
1: been? Never, and I have wanted to for so many years. Have you ever
0: seen Martha's Vineyard? No, no. Oh, you'd love it. That's the kind of country you love so much. Does James
1: Cagney still live there? I don't think so. Everybody kind of wants to know what we do in our time off, you know. Uh, Gary and I are going to stay around our pool and enjoy the house, because I don't get enough time to stay in my house, and I know how you feel flying back and forth across the continent the way you do every week. I know that you appreciate your home, but it's kind of fun to get away once in a while, take a little quick trip. You kind of appreciate getting home again. Well, I'll
0: tell you why I took off last summer, Lucy, when I wasn't going to leave the house at all. I'm one of those (laughs) people who say, come and see me this summer. Well, in California, it isn't that I don't want them to come. At the time, I say, oh, come and see my house in Connecticut. And Last summer, I think everybody I said that to showed up. One morning, devastating. <laughs> one morning, I got up and I said, "John, there isn't a sheet left in the oh. sheet. There's not one sheet left in the linen closet. We're going to go someplace." You so we went to Cape Cod. Do
1: you still take care of your household by yourself? Well,
0: I have a nice lady now who helps because I found I found really that it got to be too much. Uh, and leaving John there alone, I felt that I should have someone there to take care of him when I'm out here. So I got a wonderful English woman who's a gardener, like I am, and runs the house the way I like it run, in a casual fashion. I interviewed people before I came out here. Remember, Lucy, I told you, and they sent me a fancy maid, and uh, (laughs) everything was fine until she said, how do you serve? She said, where's the dining room? And I said, I serve buffet, and she went right out the back door. (laughs) She (laughs) wouldn't live in a house that served buffet. What about the other maid that didn't recognize what a sweeper was? Oh, wasn't that wonderful? Somebody, that a, Martha Scott said that one to me. Dear Martha <laughs> Scott said, I, I have someone, Vivian. I know you're in trouble, and I, I found somebody. And she walked in and uh, asked me what the sweeper was. And I thought, well, I really... You know, you, you forget that, Lucy. This girl was from Jamaica. And we forget in this day of uh, we're all mechanics. Yes. Women have to be mechanics, especially in the country. I've often said if a woman is lonely and alone... Buy a house in the country and turn on all the appliances. <laughs> You'll have all the men you want to see that day. The house is so full of people fixing things. We well, I th- forget. Those I think things. we got a show out of that, Vivi.
1: I think we did one uh, about that, didn't we? On mechanical things. Well, but uh, if we didn't, I imagine we did. We got a show if, about if everything. We did. We will. I think that. Um, the way you run a house is to really be envied. Your friends enjoy coming to your place so much. The informality of your house, I know people really look forward to. They come from miles around to spend a weekend at your place. It's a happy house. It sure is, and happy colors. Oh, you've done beautiful things to that Connecticut house.
0: You know, that house looked like the inside of a paper bag when we bought it. (laughs) It was brown. The whole house, everything was brown and tan. And of course, we brought in the white walls, the red yeah. carpets, the blue and white striped slipcovers. I've taken uh, a few lessons from you.
1: I've lightened our house too. I love to live in a light, bright house. Yeah, uh, bright colors. I'm, I'm featuring
0: yellow and green and white. Oh, I saw the new yeah. guest house. That's beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Well, we're like we're sort of uh, blue and white. We love blue and white. John loves blue and white. His den is you all done great in blue and white. You have great splashes of orange and and beautiful colors, which And we bought two new paintings the other day. Have I seen you since? Nope. We bought two New Streeter Blairs the other day, oh. and oh, there he's uh, a magnificent painter. Uh, you know, I went to his last show, okay, and Vinnie Price bought the whole show, the whole show, right off the wall. I'm living for the day when I can afford about 40 Norman Rockwells. Thank well, Lucy, and I want to do fee, but that, I'm afraid, is way out of my class. I'm very Americana when it comes to paintings. I, um, I can't
1: fall down about... A lot of them, I, I don't know that much about them, but I sure love Norman Rockwell. Well, you will
0: love Streeter Blair. He's certainly the best modern painter of primitives. And we got one wonderful one of a New England village you in ga- Connecticut. You gave
1: me quite a look the other day when I said I was waiting for the day when I could afford the quiet art of Wyeth.
0: Oh, my. Yes. So well, don't you wish we could, dear? Yeah. Don't you wish we'd have bought one a long time ago? I yes. envy these people so who recognize yeah. these people a long time ago. Well, here's... Uh, sister you know who's married to peter hurd lives down in new mexico the great peter hurd uh wyeth's sister is married to peter hurd and she's one of the finest artists i think in the world she did the cover of time magazine and drew her brother andrew wyeth that's his sister who drew that i didn't know that but she does marvelous portraits i can't afford her either oh boy (laughs) well i'll be happy with a print Oh, i Wyatt got your christmas French. present the
1: other day miss ball yes you have me all intrigued mm-hmm. i bought it? it in a
0: hot sunday afternoon in hollywood california and you have no idea what it is you but i saw something that you love and i said you just put that away and i'll pick it up at christmas time you certainly do your shopping early I never have before. It's just that I saw that one thing. You're a pretty hard girl to buy presents for, Miss Ball. Not really. Yes, you are, dear. Now, really. now, I'll say this for you no matter what I buy for you, it's something you say you've always wanted. So, well, some uh, of the most beautiful
1: things I have, you've given me. Remember the first uh, presents you gave me, the, the um, portraits of
0: the children? Wasn't that fun? You oh, didn't they're know adorable. I had an artist, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I had an artist who was a friend of mine who taught at the University of New Mexico, Lloyd Goff who does very good portraits, and uh, I sneaked him in, and he got a look at uh, the children, and then we got color pictures of them without Lucy knowing it, and he did two portraits for Christmas. They're darling portraits. Oh, weren't the kids cute then, Lucy? Yeah. That big black fur muff. Yeah, they were adorable. They're, they're nice kids now. I guess that's
1: just a blessing that they are the way they are. Well, Vivian, I can't believe it, but our time is up for today, but I'll see you again tomorrow, right? Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy, and I'm still out at Warner Brothers. This is my third day out here. I'm trying to get an interview with my friend Vivian Vance. I must say some of these background noises, hear that? Some of these background noises are making it a little difficult, but I say it adds color to the scene because it's for sure, you hear that? Vivian. Uh, I want to continue talking about some of the things we were on yesterday because I know that our listeners are interested. And I've got so many things I want to ask you. First of all, is that another new gown you're wearing today? Isn't this a beauty? Looks like orange sherbet. As I say, you were certainly born for this era. This is a period piece, 1908, you say, right? Mm-hmm. We're on the set, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of The Great Race, a picture being made out here at Warner Brothers with a very large, wonderful cast. And, and uh, who, who are the leads, Vivian?
0: Well, the three stars are Jack Lemon, Tony Curtis, and Natalie Wood.
1: Why, that's uh, quite a cast. And all these other thousands of people done up in period clothes out here and these period cars... It's taken from a true incident, I understand. The great race that was really run
0: uh, in 1908. 1908, they Mm -hmm. started in New York City, went to San Francisco, and around the world. It's so funny, because one car gets one of those mad, wonderful comedies that Blake Edwards is doing nowadays.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to work for Blake Edwards. You're very lucky. Hey, Viv, yesterday, just before we ran out of time, we started talking about the children. You know, I'm going into this teenage era now, and it's scaring the
0: daylights out of me pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah, I don't... Well, it's a rough period for the teenager, too. It's, It's rougher, really, on the teenager, I think, than it is the parent. There's just one thing
1: I'm sure of, Viv, and that's that I am not going to let down in my discipline because that I know
0: they want, whether they know it you know and voice it right now i want to tell you lucy i talk to so many teenagers in my work in connecticut in the hospitals uh, who have never had discipline and who want discipline badly and that old school of no discipline that was so popular not too many years ago is certainly paying off in sickness and ill health at this particular time helpful? and i can say that because i see it i
1: uh, my daughter said a wonderful thing the other day she came home from having spent a weekend someplace and i said did you have a good time lucy and she said well not really mother you know what mom her mother doesn't make her do anything well i i just thought that was the greatest thing she'd said in years
0: it is that's very knowing of her she's
1: allowed to do anything mother and i that she just showed her disapproval that way and i could have kissed her
0: well too on the other side of the coin i talked to people who had too much discipline there's a wonderful in between a marvelous in between of letting the person grow up letting the person find himself or herself we have our
1: periods where I'm sure I discipline
0: them too much,
1: and then I my periods where I don't discipline them enough. But
0: who's to know, Lucy, though? Mm. It's still trial. It, it, it's I feel so sorry for, I think, the parent. I've talked to many, many parents today who are sort of in a quandary about they read this and they read that. I have always said that if there's love enough, uh, things work out. It, love and approval, the things work out. I find that the more hectic our
1: teenage existence was the more we worry about our children
0: Mm-hmm. well you want to do a lot of things that you mm-hmm. wish you could have done you want your children to get to have advantages i know friends who work their way through school and say my children's my my kids aren't going to work their way through school but maybe for that child it'll be the best thing in the world for them well i think anything that they have to work for is certainly the
1: best uh when i was a kid there were more things that children had to do to help that we don't, for instance, find in Beverly Hills. I'll now that must that be way. difficult. That's true, absolutely true. And and if you it do, just doesn't exist. And if you do have any help in the house, uh, I am inclined, and I know other mothers have agreed with me, to let things go and let the let the help help, and not make the children take care of their uh, their toys and their belongings and their clothes the way we should. And I know that I am remiss in this, and I try to correct it periodically, and. Uh, that's about the the thing that I dislike about my working the most, that I'm not there to insist that they have their chores that they must be responsible for, and you sort of have to be on the spot for that. You can't let it you can't get lax about it and mm-hmm. do it once in a while and not all the time. and there i've I've made a, a big mistake because uh, my daughter would like to spend more time in the kitchen, and uh, when you have a cook, uh, which I have to have. Uh, there's not that much time. That to is difficult.
0: That is difficult. Isn't you it? and
1: I were taught to cook and do things because somebody needed us. Had to, had to cook. Mm-hmm. And I think it's wonderful to feel needed. And you know, I think any time we can give our our children uh, an idea of where they're needed, I have noticed that my children respond beautifully.
0: Absolutely, and we never get over it, Lucy. Nobody ever gets over that. I know we have so many problems with our older people in the hospitals. Uh, One of the reasons uh, that they're there and unhappy and miserable is because nobody needed them any longer. I've always thought that, for instance, within small towns, how
1: the PTAs, any place where women are gathered to do good, if they would um, direct some of their needs toward these elderly people, they would find great response. For instance, if they have a drive on where they want to have certain things made, crocheted, knitted, baked, if they would just turn some of this over uh, to the elderly people, they would be amazed
0: what would get done. Well, you know, I just went to Old Sturbridge Village. What's that? Uh, old Sturbridge <clears throat> Village is in uh, Massachusetts, and it's an absolute uh, authentic replica of an old New England village and the happiest people are working in that village. There was a tin smith, for instance, who's 92, Lucy, and they had called them out of retirement Uh, people who made iron nails. There are people there who make iron nails. We're 80, 85, lost arts. And these people are so happy because they are working. Isn't Uh, that wonderful? People must have something to do.
1: I have, like you have, a special spot in my heart for the elderly people. I was in Virginia down to visit Arthur Godfrey recently and I was in a parade, an apple festival parade, and the street of this little wonderful town was lined with young and old, of course, But up in the windows, I noticed the elderly who hadn't made it downstairs and out to the front of the sidewalk, and they sat there in their chairs with tears streaming down their face. Vivian, I can't tell you what this did to me, and they hollered in their little weak voices, Mm -hmm.
0: give Vivian my love. Oh, I know. This is what I get in the hospitals, dear. How's Lucy? Will Lucy come to see us? Have Lucy come to see us. And the thing that is the saddest to me, that once a lot of people are, are put in the institutions and put in the hospitals, it's hard for me to realize, but lots of people forget them and never come to see them again. I try to get the real young to go with me to the hospitals because their faces light up, especially the old uh, light up so if they see teenagers or or children around because they miss them so. And I always tell them to put their prettiest clothes on. Now some people say, "Shall we dress? Shall we put on a drab dress so that?" I always said, "No, put on the prettiest dress you have and all your jewelry because, in a hospital, they don't have too much opportunity." to Signs see of things. life.
1: Signs of life. You know that's one of the things I love about you. You are so young in heart. Did you know that, Viv? Did you ever think of yourself as young in heart?
0: I hope. I will always be. The older people whom I admire are the people who have stayed interested in the young. Hedda Hopper is one of those. Isn't that one? Uh This is a woman who's interested in everything and And goes out
1: and does something about it and keeps up and keeps herself up too. pretty good, beautiful. Yes, she is a beautiful woman. Incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering what all these background noises are, we are out at Warner Brothers Studio on the on a great big set of a great big picture called The Great Race, and Miss Vance is getting a call right now. They're calling me on the set, Lucy. Okay, just calling me. Talk to you later. Promises. Goodbye. I'll see you later, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you.
0: A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.